Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's head to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where we're joined by our resident vet, Jane Pickett. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very well and you're welcome to the programme. We were actually talking about an animal topic earlier with this TikTok craze of young people taking on little baby ducklings. And we were talking with a, a poultry company who was you know, worried about the cruelty involved in this because, of course, the ducklings grow fast and suddenly they the do. young teenage girls don't want the ducklings anymore. They're, they're not cute. And then he was saying that, he, you know, they're even hearing that wild ducklings are being taken out of from ponds and stuff. It, it's beyond cruel, isn't it, what people are doing? Mm. It is absolutely like any, I suppose any animal has specific needs and requirements to keep them happy and healthy and to make sure their environment is optimised. But particularly, let's say baby animals, it's quite difficult. It's really not a simple thing. I Like, as you say, they grow very quickly out of the duckling stage into the duck stage. Um, and you still have the responsibilities of taking care of them, adult or baby or otherwise. What I would say is it's a really big danger to them because I suppose a lot of people who will be taking on like pets like this, ducklings, because of a craze they wouldn't be aware of the requirements that they would need to take care of them what they would need to feed them how they need to be housed to keep them safe and it's really just not a good idea like every animal is a massive long long term commitment it's not just something off a tiktok craze that you can jump on the bandwagon for and i think particularly taking ducklings out of a wildlife environment um so i know there's been some instances of let's say ducklings being taken out of rivers and sold on that's really really very very worrying because obviously ducklings need to be with their mother for a certain period of time in order to to grow and develop naturally and if we take them out of that environment they're just not prepared for life and sometimes they, they may pass away or not be able to cope well, so it's, it's really something dreadful. to be discouraged Yeah so please people don't if you've got young people in your house looking for a duckling a question why they want it Okay let's get straight into questions uh, another your namesake Jane in Mallow this time is on to us she has a female cat who is neutered she's wondering is it strange what's happening she seems to head away for a weekend and then she returns uh, again uh, she, knows, she knows it's a strange question but she just wants to know what is going on why does she suddenly disappear for a weekend and then come back and the fact she's neutered She's not out on the tiles, obviously. What could be going on? It, this is a really interesting one. I think, well done for getting her neutered. I think, first and foremost, none of us want to kind of add to the feral cat population. So that's a really responsible decision. Um, so it doesn't sound, as you say, like she's having a night out on the tiles and going hunting, hunting for, let's say, others of her kind to mate with. Um, 
it can sometimes be that they are hunting for prey. So uh, particularly in a kind of a young, healthy cat, um, actually, particularly when it gets to kind of the warmer summer months, they may become a lot more active, particularly in the evenings and at nighttime and go out hunting. Now, sometimes they can go a little bit further afield and may disappear for a little while. Now, disappearing for a whole week at a time would maybe lead me to believe that she might be finding a source of food elsewhere. So whether the neighbours are feeding her and she's having a temporary little holiday at somebody else's house, which happens sometimes, cats can be fickle at the best of times or whether she's just happening to go out on um, let's say hunting overnight and she's appearing back whilst you're out um, during the day potentially at work and you might not see her and then she's gone again by the time you come back that's another possibility I think as long as she remains happy and healthy and seems well in herself um, then I wouldn't worry too much um, one thing you can do to, I suppose as an extra little bit of security very similar to, to microchipping dogs so that if they were ever to turn up missing or turn up uh, injured somewhere um, we can microchip cats it's not really a, a frequently done thing in this country but I know certainly when I worked in the UK almost every cat that we dealt with was microchipped and I suppose it gives us great peace of mind that if they are missing they will be scanned if they're reported let's say to the guardie or if they turn up to a vet so if they were to go missing for longer than the week as it were and um, that's an extra little bit of security that you'd be able to get her back um, I think just keep a little eye out, make sure she's eating and drinking when she is back and she seems in fine fettle because sometimes cats can disappear off if they're feeling a little bit unwell or out of sorts. So if you have any concerns about her health, just pop her to a vet for a check. Yeah, but it, it is possible. Cats are great at living in another yeah. house. I, I know I had a, a friend of mine who took in a stray cat and after about six months decided like that, it was over in the UK, to get her uh, microchipped and uh, went down to the vet and they, the vet just decided to scan her. She was already microchipped and it turned out she belonged to somebody four or five doors down and then they discovered she was living in about three different houses. So, you know, cats are, oh, yeah. they're well able to look after themselves and if the food is good somewhere else, they, they will pop off uh, somewhere else. Uh, hi, uh, hi, Patricia. Question for Jane, please. I'm getting an eight-week-old Cavishan puppy. Oh, uh, what food would Jane recommend? How many times a day should I feed a little puppy? And is water okay for her to drink? Thanking you. Okay, so we'll take the simple bit first. Yes, water is perfect for her to drink. Um, so I would normally advise that she's just given water to drink. I think certain times there is a temptation to give them, let's say, little kittens and puppies to give them milk to drink. And it's something I would, you know, really advise against because that can be very rich on their tummy and they're really not just designed to drink cow's milk. So I would make sure she drinks water. That's the best decision there. As regards feeding, a puppy of eight weeks, um, let's say a small breed puppy, should be fed at least three or four times a day um, because they, are, they don't have a lot of stability for their blood sugars when they're that age. So they need small meals frequently to be able to stabilise their blood sugar and remain bright and bouncy and healthy. Um, so I would start with that. As regards to food, as the first port of call, what I would say is when you take her on, wherever she's come from, get a little bit of the food that she was on when she was with her litter. So either the breeder or whoever you're taking her on from, ask what they've been feeding her because she's going to be having a massive change in environment when she comes to your household. And we want to kind of keep as many things the same as we can. So if you can keep the food the same, at least that takes one different big change out of the equation. So try and get a little bit of the food that she's been on um, at the breeder's for yourself, but then make a kind of a conscious decision about what you want to feed her long term. Um, so I think the best thing to do is to get the advice of your vet really as to what what's available in the local area and what's a good quality brand food. I think what I would advise is that if you're ever going to invest in your puppy's diet or your dog's diet, the time to do it is the first year to two years of their life, if not their entire life, if it's something you can afford. Because 
in that year or two or the first year of life, they are laying down their skeleton, muscles, bone, tendons. So that's laying the foundation for their health for the rest of their life. And if that health is built off good quality food, the right balance of vitamin and minerals, then you're onto a winner. You're starting off really, really well. But if, let's say, you're feeding a very low quality food that may not be well balanced in the vitamin and mineral department, um, then obviously they're going to lay down a skeleton that may not be as strong and as good a quality as a dog that was felt as that was fed a really good quality diet there's lots of different things on the market and i understand that it can be incredibly confusing knowing what to choose so that's why i say speak to your vet i know i and generally most vets are more than happy to be contacted to discuss what they would recommend to feed and what's available in the local area because a lot of the time um the packaging can be very misleading i let's say the foods that i we would let's say be familiar with and that i would recommend will be ones that are are quite rigorously tested to ensure that in in an animal when they grow up that they'll have a a good bone density and they'll be otherwise healthy whereas there's a lot of foods on the market where let's say what they say is in in the food on the back of the pack may not necessarily be in the bag and we don't know that it's correctly balanced for a puppy so i think speak to your vet and they'll be able to guide you best Okay, hi. People have stories now of wandering cats. My partner's cat, who was soon to be neutered, went missing for most of the day and would usually come back at night, but didn't come back one night and it was the night before due to go and take it to get neutered. So my partner put out his litter tray. He was back in an hour. We reckon he picked up his own scent. I don't know whether that was it or not, but he returned. And another listener says, Patricia, my neighbour's cat is neutered, comes to my house every night, spends a couple of hours with me. At this stage, he's nearly <laughs> living here so that other person's cat might just be going off and spending time in another person's house yeah, yeah absolutely staying on Good cats uh, Kieran in from Oi a nine year old uh, cat in great form um, has been raised on a diet of dry food never had any problem but recently stopped eating the dried nuts didn't seem to like them we changed to a different flavour and she was okay for another while and then she went off those again any advice please why is she suddenly at nine become a picky eater okay um so a cat of nine years of age probably has still many years on the clock um they can live well into their teenage years but anything over let's say seven or eight um in in a cat i would consider a, a kind of a senior or mature cat so we really need to be on you know high alert for early warning signs of any any concerning health conditions and um, one of those early warning signs is becoming quite picky with food or let's say just being very kind of fickle about what they want to eat when they would have been previously let's say very good eaters ravenous eat anything you put in front of them so it's a big change for her is what we'd be looking for changes or what we want to be aware of now it could be something as simple as she might have sore teeth toothache and need need some dental work doing or it could be a symptom of something let's say a little bit more sinister underlying so i suppose the main things we worry about in let's say middle-aged to older cats would be, would be let's say problems with their kidneys any kind of gi trouble and lots of that can be reflected in, let's say, pickiness eating or even increased frequency of vomiting, for example. I think either way, what I'd say is well done for noticing the change. And I wouldn't write it off as just one of those things. I would attend your vet for kind of a senior health check. They'll do a full physical exam and they might discuss whether any further diagnostics, like just basic bloods to check that everything is ticking over OK, might need to be done. It's exactly the same as us as we age. Um, and what I would say is information is power. So the more information you have about what might be going on, or I suppose hopefully if you rule out that nothing is going on and she might just be being a bit picky, then that's helpful information too. But the earlier you find out about any lingering problems, 
the more we can do about it. And as vets, it's most rewarding for us when we can give you as owners and your pet the most options we can to give them a really great quality of life. So I would visit your vet, flag your concerns and get a little health check done. Okay. All right. Listen, have a great week and we'll chat to you next Thursday, Jane. Thank you for that. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good afternoon to you. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.